Yeah, uh, book reviewer Catherine Rains has two different books to tell us about today. Kia ora, Catherine. Good morning, Jack. Let's begin with Mrs England by Stacey Halls. So this story revolves around a character called Ruby May. She's a Norland-trained nanny, and she originated in the originally from the, the West, West Midlands, and she's currently working for this family in London, and she loves it. So it's at 1904, so right at the turn of the century, and she's caring for this only child of a young, um, wealthy couple called Georgina. And then she's told that the family's moving to the US for uh, Mr. Ratlett's work, and she's completely devastated. And they can't understand why she doesn't want to travel with them. And her daughter adores her, and she's like a part of the family. But she's got secrets of her own and reasons that she doesn't wish to disclose and reasons why she doesn't want to go anywhere. And then a few months later, Ruby finds herself in Yorkshire, and she's working in the moors for these this Charles and Lily in England. And it's completely different to the bright London that she had, and she's got four children that she's looking after, and she's completely isolated. The kids are lovely, and she enjoys their company, and the dad's charming and welcoming, and Mrs England, however, and the rest of the household staff are not quite as welcoming, and she, Mrs England appears very distant and cold and doesn't really want to interact with her children. And so you're aware right from the beginning at this Hardcastle house that nothing's quite what it seems. Yeah. And like Ruby, you're trying to work out exactly who and what is is wrong and there's unexpected turns along the way so you get this really slow building feeling of menace in the story and it's very atmospheric set in the the Yorkshire Moors and yeah quite complex characters going on and way more than what they seem on the surface so yeah fascinating read oh, that okay. atmosphere kind of yeah that atmosphere gets you you kind of the moments of dread when you're kind of try, trying to work out what's going to happen next how easy is it you know what I mean? I know I always ask you this. <laughs> but it's is it is not it your like Sunday all the characters are complex? Read. Okay, is it, you know? Yeah, the characters are quite complex. Like yeah. There's a lot there's a lot of characterization on what's going on with those characters. So it's not it's not a hard read, but it's not sort of relaxing either. It's not, yeah. It's not the kind of book that you're going to doze off on the couch. Melting with. away, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. okay, no. no, nice. Um that's Mrs. England by Stacey Hawes. So you've also read Yours Cheerfully by AJ Pierce. So there's a previous book to this called Dear Mrs. Bird, and you don't need to have read this book to enjoy this one, but it begins where, yours cheerfully begins where just Ms. Dear Mrs. Bird finished. And so you meet this small staff of Woman's Friend magazine who are adjusting to the arrivals and departures and what's gone on in the previous book. And you meet junior journalist uh, Emmy Lake, and she's happy to be assisting the new agony aunt with writing a column called Yours Cheerfully. And She's very excited then when all of a sudden the editor Guy Collins invites her to attend this meeting of the Ministry of Information. So it's set during the war, so around 1941. And the government's asking that women's magazines actively assist in the recruiting for the war effort. And Emmy's delighted to be assisting in this. And yeah. she'd met this woman on a train and who worked in this munitions factory. So they get together and she starts talking about it. And she really honestly wants to report on what happens and the challenges that they face and the working long hours and juggling shift work and childcare, but that's not what they want featured in this woman's friend feature. And yeah, just this desperate want to help, but it's this very nostalgic nod to a, a bygone era. And it's quite uplifting. And while acknowledging that above where all this bravado is, there's the sorrow and the tragedy and the loss, but it's beautifully written. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, there's lots of spirit of camaraderie and friendship and that wartime Britain. And it's yeah. quite charming and warm-hearted. It's oh, a lovely, lovely story. That sounds so good. Oh, thank you. Okay, so it's yours cheerfully by AJ Pierce. Do you remember a few weeks ago you told us about Empire of Pain? 
I do. By I do Patrick very well. Keith. Yeah. So yes. um, just for context's sake, for anyone who wasn't listening for some inexcusable, inexcusable reason that week, um, Empire of Pain is a book by an American journalist called Patrick Radden Keefe, and I just love his work. So he wrote this book uh, a couple of years ago called Say Nothing, which is a really intimate history of uh, a particular murder during the Troubles in Ireland. And as part of that, he had accessed some of the incredible first-person accounts that had been stored by um, one of the universities, I think it was Boston College in in Massachusetts, that had stored some of the first-hand memories from people who were right at the very centre of things in the Troubles. Anyway, so he wrote this amazing book called Say Nothing, and his new book is called Empire of Pain, which is a history of the Sackler family. And it goes into their involvement in the development of OxyContin, which, of course, has been blamed for thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of deaths in the United States. They've had a massive billion-dollar, multi-billion-dollar settlement um, over the opioid e- epidemic in the last few years in the U.S. So anyway, I've just read Empire of Pain on your recommendation. Oh, it's so good. I just, it is, isn't it? It's just... I, just I, was, I was horrified, to be honest, at how... Devious it is. Yeah. Actually, and just yeah. Re- just like how calculated, no, calculated is probably a better word, how calculated they were about what they were doing. And one thing that I found amazing, and he, he did a really good job of um, explaining and illustrating this, is how the family were really keen to have their family name plastered everywhere. So, you know, mm-hmm. on and, and in America, there's that real culture of philanthropy, and especially in the, you know, on the coasts, places like New York, you know, you can barely see a, a museum or you know art gallery or a wing of a hospital that doesn't have some philanthropic name attached to it and so you see the name Sackler everywhere but of course when it came to the company the well actually you didn't you didn't see the name quite so often <laughs> because... no no I didn't I didn't get that I didn't really realize quite that you know having been in New York and wandered around and yeah. seen the name I didn't get the connection, yeah, and yeah. that was what was really fascinating to me is that yeah they're not they're not tied in together they're very careful to be removed from that mm. and yeah mm. yeah just fascinating read of how that how that whole epidemic came about. I just inhaled it. It was a great book. Mm. So thank you for that recommendation. That's Empire of Pain. Catherine told us about it a couple of weeks ago, but I took her up as soon as she suggested, um, and I made sure I got a copy. Really enjoyed it.